The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is an ACB Community Call, presented by American Council of the Blind. This Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So I just wanted to remind everyone with questions, when you get your hands raised, we want to make sure we get everyone's questions answered. So we're going to take all the first questions first, and then if we have time, we'll be able to take second questions after that. Also, we wanted to remind everyone to be respectful to each other and give everyone the same opportunity to answer their questions as you would want to have your questions answered. And if you want to get a hold of us, if you have questions, feedback, or comments, or anything else for that matter, you can reach us at feedback at unmute.show. And Michael, how's it going? What do you got for us today? It's going well. We have some kind of exciting things to talk about in the near future, so stay tuned. Appreciate each and every one of you for um, joining us. Now, uh, as everyone knows, Unmute Present is streamed on ACB Media 5 every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And this past Sunday on our podcast, I published a How I Set Up ACB Media on the Blind Shell Classic 2 audio demo. So that way, when you go into your internet favorite or your internet radio favorite and you want to listen to ACB Media 5, all you have to do is tap number five, followed by OK, and that'll start playing number five. So if you're interested in how to configure that, go check out your podcast platform of choice and learn about configuring ACB Media on the Blind Shell Classic 2. Now, Thursday's episode, we had a pretty interesting piece of content, I think, uh, kind of a biased opinion. But what we did is I took some posts from David Goldfield, and he was posting to the Tech VI list, although TTS called it the Tech 6 list. Uh, thanks to him for his feedback on that, and I'm going to have to go and play with that if I'm going to move forward with this. Uh, but what we did is we took five or six different full-length articles and use text-to-speech to read those articles to people. And it seems to be a fairly popular format. I did use a range of different voices. So if you're interested in that, go listen to Thursday's Unmute episode. And it's 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 well-recognized. And then, of course, we had last Tuesday's um, show as well. So that's what you can find on your favorite podcast platform. Sheila, do we have any hands? You do. Abraham. Hi. Hey, Abraham. Um, hey, Abraham. What's going? Hi. So I formatted my laptop uh, last week and ran into a problem where um, a couple of my drivers weren't picked up automatically and I could find nothing on the uh, Sony website. It's a slightly older uh, laptop. And um, I just, I struggled a bit to find the drivers, but I saw that the e-software, we, it can automatically pick up drivers and install them. Have any of you had luck with that type of software? 
Um, uh, there was one that I installed that installed a whole host of other things yeah. um, that makes me kind of feel like I want to format my computer all over again. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any experience with those and I'm, they make me nervous, kind of like what you were saying. Um, are they are they drivers for devices that the manufacturers may have provided generic drivers for? And have you tried um, going down that path? I did, but I couldn't, I didn't know what uh, the assets Bluetooth. I didn't know if it was like Intel's Bluetooth driver or gotcha. what, um, but it uh, turned out it was luckily. And then there was another thing which I didn't. I don't even know what it is. It said something about the parser. Ah. I don't even know what that is. That yeah. Is, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. those it, two were missing. Anything that bundles drivers and other software together makes me a little bit nervous. Now, on Windows, I, I did introduce Demasi to a tool called Ninite uh, that I use, and it's really nice because you can configure like NVDA and Firefox and Chrome to all automatically install, and then you just use that one installer to quickly reinstall software. But unfortunately, oh, I'm not cool. that... Yeah, it's, it's really nice. You go through and check checkboxes uh, for the software that you want, and then you hit download and then that gives you one exe file and you can put that on a thumb drive or a backup drive and the next time you re-image your computer uh, it has nvda on it you can have it install thunderbird firefox chrome uh any i think there's a hundred and some odd different apps that you can pick from and then uh that's just one file you have to keep track of and then you don't have to keep going back to the website to be able to get that those tools okay. again and you said it's called what nanite nanite n-i-n-i-t-e okay cool yep all right uh so appreciate it ibrahim and uh if you have any other questions go ahead and raise your hand and if anyone else has some ideas uh to help you with your drivers then uh maybe they'll share them yeah hi beth hey beth how's it going hi yeah i i um have windows 10 and and they took uh groove music off which i'm having to go to my media player but i can't i don't know really how to navigate in where i can play all the songs that just i can just like play one and at a time and i want it to play all the songs in my folder you probably and have I don't to create a playlist I, for yourself and that way you pull up huh? that playlist and then you could play all the songs in that playlist so if you so, create so it, it would it would say create a playlist it should yeah and then you put all the songs you want in there and then when you open that playlist up and you play the first song it'll then play the next song and then it'll play all the songs in your list okay so so what if just say i forget what what the name of one do i like go in the play or i mean the media player and just select one and then put it in the playlist correct like copy and paste it i don't know if you can copy and paste but um, there should be a way to move it for if you have to search in the main database for a song and then maybe save it to your library and put it on a playlist, something like that. Okay, okay, thanks. And yeah, no problem. Beth, is this a task that you often might need to do? Like, are you going to want to play songs out of a folder often? Yeah, I, I like okay. Yeah, so, yeah, because I, I play music a lot. So. so there are some utilities that I personally don't have any experience with out there in Windows, but I can research them a little bit. But what you can do is just open a folder and say, 
just play all these music so you don't have to play create a playlist um i don't know if that would be easier what marty was saying is is probably the most universal way um but there okay. are some tools out there that if you do some looking around and, and you look into it you can find some tools to automatically play music in a folder um with some further research but marty is right um i don't think you can copy and paste you'll need to right click a song which is the same thing as pressing shift f10 on a song okay. so you press shift f10 and then there should be an option to add the playlist and then you choose the playlist that you want to add the song to um but if you need any further assistance feel free to ask but that'll give you a couple of ways to accomplish that task okay and i'll just you know try this way and if you know see what works there you go well thanks a lot uh, for uh joining thank beth you. appreciate your support thanks beth christy hey christy oh how are you good thanks how are you Good, good. I just want to couple of questions. First, then, uh, <clears throat> is there any kind of like an audio enhancement app that you can use, say, with Apple Music or whatever? Because I know there are some out there that like live, whatever, and it kind of adds like a live effect to the music you play and add and reverb and stuff. Yeah. So, are you? Is this going to be on your iPhone or where are you trying iPhone, to do? iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. So what? And you use the music app, like for Apple Music. Yeah, Apple Music. Yep. So what you got to do is go into settings and then scroll down to music, that app down in the list. Then click on yeah. that, and once you go in there, you click on audio, and you'll see there's a whole bunch of different options for, you know, EQ and all kinds of different things. So you can, like, if you want more bass, you can add more bass, and you can click that one. Or if you want to listen to like rock you can click the rock one or if you listen to hip-hop you can click the hip-hop one and so on so you go into settings you scroll down to music go into audio and then you'll see all the presets in there to add any kind of special effects or any particular kind of audio you want to add to the already audio and a lot of times it's actually turned off so you turn it on and then you get all those options okay okay so that's the first thing and then the next question I have is, I have one cassette tape, and I'm trying to figure out a way, if there's a service, that someone could put it on a uh, NOS cartridge for me. Yeah, you got to find someone that does analog to digital uh, transfers. So either someone that has a piece of hardware that would allow you to play what you do if you somebody has the hardware, you put the tape into a tape player, and then that goes into a digital converter, and then that goes into the computer. If you don't have anyone that does that, then you would look online and there's a bunch of services out there that do do it. And so look up some of those, you can Google them, and then you can call them and talk to them about how their process works. Okay. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Good luck. Donna. Hello, everyone. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I want to thank you all for doing this. I, I I haven't been on this is the first time I've been on, but I do listen to the podcast. Every, oh, well, every welcome. Time. We're glad you're here. Yeah. Um, I've got an Apple watch question. So um, on my face that I have on there and I can't remember which one it's called. Um, so like when I flick one direction, it gives me the current date. And then when I flick the other way, it gives me yesterday's date. And so then above that, it gives the temperature and I'm not sure if it's giving me yesterday's temperature. I know sometimes it is because a few weeks ago, it kept telling me it was clear and I went outside my back door to three inches of snow. So I knew it wasn't clear. 
Right. There's uh, a bunch of different ways to sort of deal with this. So if it comes to the watch faces in general, there's a whole bunch of different ones. And the yeah. best way to deal with that is to use the watch app on your phone. Okay. And then you can go into the watch uh, there's a gallery there and they have a whole bunch of different faces. And so you can pick the face that you would want. Some of them allow you to have no complications. Uh, and the complication, by the way, is like a small little app that you can add to your watch face. So they have some that don't offer any. They have some that offer maybe one. And they have some that offer three, four, or five, depending on what you would want. Yeah, I have and the one you, with six because I have to have the workout app on there. And I have to have the moving, like, I'm an exercise Right. So, <laughs> so you you can customize the watch face to have whatever complications oh, that okay. you would want to have on there. So when you open up, let's say like you go into the gallery, you pick a watch face that you like, Okay. you open that up. And then once you scroll down a little, it's going to show you a section. So for example, uh, let's say you have four options. It's going to show you either the large one or the top left corner, the bottom right corner, mm -hmm. whatever it is. If yeah. you click on those, then it's going to give you a huge list of all the different complications you oh. can add to the watch face. Okay. And once you choose the one that you want and you customize it how you want to have it, then it'll automatically be on your watch face. And then when you look at your watch face, it, it should be to the right now, you know? So if you're looking at a temperature, it should mm -hmm. be whatever it is right now. Yeah. And that's um, what I want. Cause I the other, the other thing to do also, which is actually a lot easier for some people is if you're looking at the side of your watch that has the button the round button yes. and one below that you have a square button. If you click that button, it's a dock, right? Now, if you go into the Apple watch, you know, settings there, there's a specific one that says dock and you could customize all the apps in that dock. So if you're someone that looks at the weather all the time, you can put the weather there in the dock. And then when you hit that little dock button on your watch, you can just oh. click weather and it will open up okay. right away and it will show you the weather wherever you are, as long as you have it set to location. Right. You can right. also add like different city. So, you know, maybe you want to see what it is on the West coast and what it is on the East coast. Right. And you can have a little list there, but that's always going to be in real time. If you do that that way and you get up to 10 options to be able to have 10 apps in that dock. So okay. if there's 10 apps you use all the time, like the weather app, maybe the date, maybe a timer and so on, so on, you can put all of those into that dock and then you can order them however you want. And that's how you access all of those really quickly. Okay. I knew about Jeff the dock, but the I didn't remember how to access it. Right. It's yeah. on the app in your watch app and you can right. do it two ways. One <clears throat> is you can put your favorite 10, you know, apps that you want to be able to have quick access to. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is you can switch it to favorites or recents. And then it sort of just keeps a list of the last 10 things you opened oh, yeah. up. Personally, okay. I like the 10 uh, favorite uh, ones I use uh, all the time. I, I would pick my own. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there you well, go. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Hey, next is veteran doc. Hey veteran. How you doing? Okay. I, I had a little surprise when I tried to log in today. It kept saying privacy that um, on unmute uh, might be trying to uh, get access, a hacker getting access to 
email, you know, or passwords or credit card. Have you ever had that happen? When did this happen, Doc? Just when I logged, tried to log in today. When you when you chose the link on the Zoom link today? Yes. Yeah, I, I have I, not had that happen. Now we are having an issue that I am I need to actually get to the bottom of with our website. Uh, we're working on a redesign, and if you choose our website link, sometimes it'll pop up and say that this is an unsecure link, and uh, it'll tell you to be aware before you proceed. But just clicking on the Zoom link should not do that. So I wonder if you may have accidentally clicked on the link below it and it brought that up. But thank you for bringing that to my attention. I will look into that and uh, see what we can do about fixing that so it doesn't affect anyone in the future okay thank you no problem did you have a question for us or just that no i just want i just was kind of curious about that yep. i'd never heard that message before yep. i will look into that that email that went out today to see if that happens to me and we'll see what we can do about getting that so it doesn't happen in future yep. and thanks for bringing that up doc okay have a good one you too hey sharon hey sharon how's it going hello good afternoon everyone um I'm, I'm, there we go. Okay. Um, my question is, I just purchased a Bluetooth speaker uh, to go with my phone. And I listened to this um, app called AccuRadio. Uh, and it's wonderful. But I wonder if there's a way for when I'm moving around in the app on my phone that it won't be on the speaker and just the music will be? When it comes to Bluetooth, unfortunately, no, as far as I know. Bluetooth just picks up all the audio on your phone and puts it through the speaker. Okay. So, I wasn't sure if there was a way. Yeah. So what you could try, and it, it seems to be hit and miss, because what Marty says is, is very accurate. For the most part, it'll send everything through. If mm -hmm. you go into voiceover settings and into your rotor, there's an option okay. that says audio destination. If you oh. add that to your rotor and then you uh, try to change your rotor to audio destination and then flick down, it might switch it to your phone. I can't guarantee it'll work. It does work oh. with some Bluetooth speakers. It does not work with all. So that might be something to try to see if that'll fix it. Oh, if you are on uh, all Apple technology, you could use AirPlay and then it would only stream, you know, certain things to it. So only music. And then if your phone rang or if something else came through, like alerts or stuff like that, it would not go through the speaker. But that's only if you're using AirPlay, though. I don't know what that means, AirPlay. That's just another wireless technology. It's a, it comes from Apple. So um, instead of blue, using Bluetooth, it uses an AirPlay technology. And so that's a little bit different. It allows you to have a little more control over the audio that goes to the speaker. Okay. Well, I will try. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Okay. Herbie. All right. We've got two people in Clubhouse. Uh, do you want to take them back to back or uh, alternate? Yes. Let's, let's take yeah, them we'll back take to them back. back to back. All right, very good. So, Janet, you are up. Tony, you are on deck. Hey, Janet, how you doing? Good, mo good morning, Eminem. How how's Eminem today? Good, good. Thank you. What about the other Eminem? I'm doing well, and and uh, okay. yourself. I had a, I had a, I had a question. I don't know if you can answer it or not, or if you know the answer. It's not really a tech question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Do you know how many devices you can have connected to your MLB app? I do not, but it's typically between five and seven in, in instances like that. But I don't know for sure how many devices you can have connected to MLB. 
Are you looking for only you and how many devices you own, or are you looking to share with other people? Um, my husband's gonna. Sh- my husband needs to share with me because I can't afford the thirty bucks. Gotcha. So gotcha. I don't know if it'll work or not. Well, I think that you want to look and see if that app is available through family plan. Some apps have that option. Some apps don't. But it would be a good um, this, option this one, to see. This one does. This one does not. Okay, then. According to Reddit, you can have two devices connected to an MLB app at once. So, uh, oh, I mean, I'm going to use his iPad because he has his yeah. his iPhone, his other iPhone, and his. I think he might have his iPad connected. So I'm going to iPad use his has iPad. joined the meeting. Yeah. So good luck and appreciate you asking. And thanks for, for jumping in. Appreciate it. All right. You guys have a great week. You too. Thank you. And Bye. Tony. It's actually DJ on Tony's phone. How about that? Hello, Eminem's playing. Hello, how's it going? How are you? Um, I'm doing all right, thank you. Uh, my question: I want to go back to something that you were talking about earlier uh, when you were talking. Lynn Schneider has um, joined the meeting. Getting, I guess, different sounds uh, going to your settings and then going to music and yeah. clicking on the different sounds. Now, does that work with iHeart also? No, it only works for the Apple Music app in that situation. Ah. So if you wanted to check out iHeart and see if there was any mm-hmm. audio uh, things that you can change, EQ, all that kind of stuff, what you would do, yeah. is this on an iPhone, I'm assuming? Is that right? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Then you would go the same way, do the same thing. You would go into settings. And then instead of going to the music app, you would go to the iHeartRadio app. And then you would see if there's an audio setting in there. And if there is, then you go into that. And then you see what options it gives you. It might give you only a couple of something like either nothing or maybe rock or uh, hip hop or you know stuff like that. Sometimes it'll say, do you want to add more bass? You know. So if those audio yeah. settings are in there, that's how you would do it. So you'd go to settings and then you would go to the app that you're looking to change the audio settings on, in your case, iHeartRadio, and go from there. Now, I know that in iHeart, it does, does have a settings itself. So would I go into that or would I go into the uh, the native phone settings? Uh, you, like I would suggest me. looking in both because developers put different settings in different places. So open right. the app, and if there's a settings app, if there's a settings button there, you would want to go into that and see if there's an audio uh, oh, okay. option there. And if that's if it's not there, then you would go into settings on your phone, the actual settings mm-hmm. button, and then scroll down to iHeart, and then go into there and see if and there's any audio the- settings there. If you don't find it in oh, either man. of those two places, then unfortunately iHeart doesn't give you um any audio settings unfortunately okay solid all right thanks so much for the answers yeah no you guys problem. have yeah. a great day you too enjoy the plane and the peanut <laughs> yeah all right you don't have any new hands but you've got donna brown again okay Alrighty. donna okay um so uh back to the apple watch um okay Sometimes by accident, but I, but I want it all the time. I'd like for um, it to my watch to vibrate, and I kind of have it set to ding. It's not real loud, so. Um, but I, I wanted to do that on the hour, and I can't. I, I just got this new Apple Watch mm-hmm. Seven. I had a four, um, 
but I want to get it to ding on the hour or, well, you know, vibrate and ding on the hour. And I, I can't figure out how to get it to do that. So there's going to be two options there in okay. the settings. One is is matching it to your phone. So then let's oh. say you set your phone to ding to every hour, right? If you match, if you have the match settings on the watch, uh-huh. it will do the same thing. If okay. you don't do that, then you'd have to go into the watch settings itself and then have it set to do that. You can really do it either way. So where do you go into the settings on the watch if if I don't have it to match my phone? I I don't have you my phone. You have to use to the that. phone, or you'd have to use the watch app the, on app your phone. on the phone. Right? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was I was trying to do it from the watch. Yep. And here's a quick tip for you. If you ever get a call and you're somewhere where you don't want to answer, you can just place your hand over your watch on the glass part and just set it there for a second, and we'll automatically stop the ringing and send the call to voicemail. Yeah, I now I I've I've never tried it, but I have heard or read or somewhere to to do that. I I haven't really had to try it. Um. So, uh, can I ask one more real quick question? Yeah, go for uh, it. Okay. So this watch has cellular cap cellular capability. My other one did not. Mm-hmm. Um. Can I set that up myself, or do I have to go? I have AT and T as my cell carrier. You'll have to call them for the initial setup because what they do is they add uh, some numbers into the settings area so that your phone can read their data system. Okay. And it's a little bit different when it comes to a watch because it spoofs like a phone number, but it really does work with your phone number. It's kind Mm -hmm. of... You, you got to call them and have them have them do it. And usually okay. there's a like a $10 extra charge for just having your watch connected to your iPhone right. plan. Right. But okay. the cool thing about it is, and I have my watch has cellular data also, you don't even need to bring your phone with you if you don't want it. You could just go out and... And, uh, and that's what I sometimes... Sometimes I would like to do that. Like when I go running, I don't really want to... Like have to carry my phone fall out of my pocket or something or you know right just, well here's so, a anyway. great here's a another great quick tip is if you do have cellular data and you want to leave your phone at home so you don't have to carry that extra weight but you want to go out and exercise mm-hmm. you could get some earbuds and hook them up directly to your phone like for example a lot of people like the shocks because they don't fall off and they're good for running and working uh-huh. out and stuff like that okay and then you can listen to you know, podcast oh if you gosh. want or music, if you want while you're working out. And then if you get a call, then it only shows up in your ears and you don't have to have it on speakerphone and you're trying to yell into your watch and everybody's hearing <laughs> your conversation. So, oh, oh, cool. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, uh, no problem. I, I think I'm done now. <laughs> All right. If you have any other questions, feel free to ask or you can email you. us if you have any other questions. Okay. Thanks. Herbie. All right. We got two new people up on stage. So uh, first of all, we are going to go to Kim and then Terry, you are on deck. Hey, Kim, how's it going? Kim, got to find that. Oh, man, button. that there you are. button keeps moving on me. <laughs> um, sometimes when I am using my Bluetooth speaker um, and a phone call or a notification comes in, it comes in really loud, louder than music. Would audio ducking help with that? And if so, would I set it to on or off? Well, uh, hmm. audio ducking really only works. So say like, for example, 
um, you're listening to music and then you want to dictate a message or do something like that, it'll make it lower. But if you're not doing anything, then audio ducking doesn't work just on its own. So what you would need to do is go into your alerts, you know, where you get all your notifications and you'd have to sort of set up the different notifications that you want and how you want them to act and all of that kind of stuff. Uh well, I could, if I'm using my speaker and I don't want to get scared to death, I could turn on um, Do Not Disturb Network. Correct. Or you can set a focus mode if you want something more specific than just Do Not Disturb Your Entire Phone. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And just and some Terry. quick reassurance for you, Kim. Uh, it is not just you with Bluetooth. It seems to be an issue with iOS because notifications throw me off when I'm connected to Bluetooth too. So uh, go ahead, Terry. Yes. Um, my question is is uh, for the Apple Watch and iPhone. It's So if I receive a call on my Apple Watch, but then I want to switch it over to the iPhone. I know that people can do that. I mean, I know sighted people do it, but how do we do it using voiceover? Do you want me to take that, Marty? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so if you take a call on your phone and you show your lock screen, you may see an option that says uh, active call. And if you double tap on that, then it will allow you to take the call. Um, would I more more regularly do that? No, I mean on the watch. If you take it on the watch first mm -hmm. and then you want to switch it over to your telephone, to your iPhone, yeah. how do you do that? Yep, that's what I'm saying. So on the lock screen of your cell phone, if you have a call on your watch, you should see yeah. an option that says active call. And if you double tap on that, then it will switch the call from your watch to your phone. If you don't uh. see that on the lock screen, then unlock your device. And on the top left-hand corner of your status bar will be a active call button that you can double tap on. And then that will switch the call from your watch to your phone. Now, I don't believe, and I have have not tested this so i'm very likely wrong on this but i don't believe you can go the other way and go from your phone to your watch at least you used to not be able to right thank you yep hope yep. that helps all righty do we have anyone are we, in are Zoom? we good yep Her, uh beth we are go good ahead. for the moment yep beth hi beth hi um yeah i have a question um also first about updating my ios to like I think it was 3.1 or something or, um, well, it's 16. Said, if your phone six, is that, are you talking about your 16, phone? 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're up to 16.4, three or four now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, anyway, it said, cause I didn't have a lot of storage and it said either you can like save up storage or connect it to a computer. Like does a computer have to like, does it have to be in a certain mode? Like, can I just, as long as the computer's on, I could connect my phone to that? Well, uh, what they're saying is, there's a couple things here. The first thing is they're saying that your hard drive is full or it doesn't have enough room to do the update. So you really need to eliminate some things on your phone so that you can create more space to do the update. You can do this right. a couple of ways. And one of those ways is hooking it up to your computer if you want to do that. But yeah. there's also, you can, you can have it back up to the cloud and make sure your data is backed up there. If there's apps on your phone that you're not using, you can remove those. Some of those are Dual quite J large apps. Like for example, a lot of people don't realize 
the Apple apps, you know, iMovie and GarageBand. They're oh, huge, yeah. huge apps. If you don't use them, you should remove them. Those are going to open up a lot of space for you. And if there's any other mm -hmm. apps on your phone that you're not using, then you would want to remove those. That'll create a little bit more space. Uh, so by plugging your phone into your computer, isn't going to uh, free up the space. It's just going to allow you to back up to your computer, but you still have to create space on your phone by eliminating things so, so you'll have to look and see what you can eliminate so that you can create right. more hard drive space for yourself because i think it's a lot of it's the podcast probably because but but like like the computer if i hook the phone up will it say backing up like when the computer say something like yeah that it should let you know that your data is backed up to the computer oh okay and marty isn't there i don't know where you showed it maybe an unmute but isn't there a way to go in and see how much storage you've used on your iphone and what's using the most storage yeah so what you would do is you would go to settings you'd go to general and then you'd go to storage and then once you're in there it's going to show you how big your hard drive is how much space you've used and how much space you have available to you right and then if yeah. you go down by past that it'll show you individually all the apps on your phone and how much space they're taking up okay yeah so yeah, if I you see that list and you go, oh, wow, this app GarageBand is massive. That's <laughs> taking up a ton of space and you're not using it, remove it. So if there's right. apps on your phone that you're not using it, not using, then remove them. And that'll help open up a lot of space for you. Okay. Yeah, and thanks. one other tip, if you're oh. using a lot of podcasts, if you're using a podcast app, you could go in and you could, there's a setting that will allow you to, once you're finished with a podcast episode, it'll automatically be removed out of the list and be off your phone. So that way you right. don't have to worry about going through and deleting every single podcast and worrying about, did I listen to that or didn't I listen to that? So that's <laughs> yeah. a good way to you know play it. And when it's done, it's gone off your phone and you move on to the next one. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Teresa. Hey, Teresa. Hi, I'm having a problem with my phone app. But when I... When I when I receive a call and, and I'm talking, Lauren to, Berger has to left the meeting. Dr. Speaker on and it it um it starts. I stare here and there's numbers like like a countdown timer or something going on. How do I eliminate that so that it doesn't happen when I'm talking to someone? What she was so voice? Do you use voiceover? I'm assuming. Uh, I have a Pixel Six A. I'm not sure you're familiar with that phone. Um, I think there's a cursor still that's like a, yep, Michael, so, do you know if there's a voiceover cursor, but uh, for Android? Yep, yep, so I can help with this. I know exactly what's going on. It's the same thing that happens on the iPhone, Marty. So in TalkBack, which is the text-to-speech engine tool or the uh, accessibility assistance tool yeah. on Android, um, what's happening is your, your view is getting put on the time for the call uh, ticker item. So what you need to do is take the phone away from your head and either flick to the left or the right until TalkBack says something else. This is moving the focus away from the timer for the call, for the call so that way it's not reading out every second that you're on a call because it's doing what it's supposed to do. You just need to move that uh, 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 TalkBack cursor to, to a different location. How come it does it on this phone? How can you is there any way you can turn the the um? Is there any way you can keep, turn that feature Go. off? The uh, 
The, so the only thing I can suggest is make sure that you are updated with everything. So go into the Play Store and check for updates and then go into settings and check for updates because if this is affecting you, it could be affecting other people and they would have fixed it. It could just be a bug. I don't have a 6A to test it with. I have not noticed this on the 6 Pro. Okay. Um. So okay. Maybe maybe I did a, a, a recent update. Let me let me see what happens with the recent call. Yeah, yeah. Try that. And then one other thing: Do you use the Be My Eyes application? No, I don't. Okay, so if you download Be My Eyes and you set it up, there's an option in there though. Uh, Be My Eyes is free that will allow you to call Google Accessibility. And so if it continues to be an issue, I recommend reaching out to Google Accessibility, and they and uh, the fastest way is through Be My Eyes, and they may have some recommendations for things to try. So that way you're not automatically put on the call timer. And uh, I would give that a try when you get some time. I thought maybe if I change the phone app, that might help from uh, from what the one that they gave me on the phone to a Google Google phone that might help. Would that so, help? So the Pixel, you have the six A, correct? Yes. Yeah, so that is a native Google phone app. It's not the Google Voice app, but that phone app that comes on the Pixel six A should be the one that Google built. Uh-huh. So I, I don't think changing would would solve that. Those would be the, the procedures I would check. Check it now that you've tested or now that you've updated. See if that fixes things. And then if it doesn't, I would go download Be My Eyes and uh, reach out to Google directly and see if they have any recommendations for you. Okay. Yeah. Let me, let me I just down recently downloaded them. Um, I didn't ever download yesterday or yeah. this morning. Perfect. See if, see if that eliminated the timer countdown. Yeah. And also go into Google Play and check to see if the phone has any updates as well. Lauren Berger has okay. joined the meeting. All right. Thanks, Teresa. Okay, bye. All right, Jewel. Hey, Jewel. Hey. Um, I was listening on the the stream, so um there was somebody mentioning space on their iPhone. Um, I wanted to mention before you offload all these apps, you might want to go into settings, general iPhone storage, and this can tell you what apps are using the most um, storage in your phone. It'll start with the one using the most storage. So like on mine, it's Audible, and it says 10 gigabytes being used. So I probably should offload some of those books. Um, but um, that can be very helpful. And it'll also say, you know, you can save this much space if you offload unused apps. Um, so that could also help you decide do you want to offload these apps and you know, save space? Thank you, Jewel. Yeah. Also, um, really quick, um, I clicked on the link in the um, community call list for the website, and it's uh -huh. saying that this website is... Um, not secure. Not secure. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, Doc brought that up to me earlier today, so I'm going to look in and see what happened with that. But we'll get that okay. fixed, and I appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. Kirby. Terry is back for round two. Hey, Terry. Terry. Hey, okay, one more question. Um, okay. So with the iPhone, sometimes I've noticed, um, like, let's say I was dictating a message. Um to you know for my texting or whatever and then i do my two finger maybe i'm doing this wrong but i do the two finger double tap to stop the dictate sometimes all of a sudden then i will hear music playing from evident and i have all my music you know closed out so i thought um but it's somehow playing something from my music library 
Okay, so this is a problem that not only you have, everybody has this problem. It occurs in a few different ways. If you ever have to do a two-finger double tap, so let's say you're talking on the phone and you're ending the call, but the person on the other end ends the call before you can, then you do that two-finger double tap because you're already about to do it. It'll start audio. So the two-finger double tap is... Uh, activating or stopping multiple things. You can do a two-finger double tap to answer the phone or to hang up the phone. You can do it to end your dictating. You can, you know, there's a bunch of things that it does, unfortunately. And if it's, it skips a beat, it'll then start audio or something like that, even though you don't want to. And there isn't really any way to change this or turn it off. The only real suggestion is you could try to, what kind of phone do you have? Um, I have the iPhone um, 11. You could see no, if there's I'm like sorry. a, a, a yeah. you could you could see if there's a back tap options for some things. You can assign okay. a double tap on a back tap. You know when you tap the back of the phone two times yes. or tap uh-huh. the back of the phone three times. You could see okay. if you can have one of those things um, be uh, into one of those features on the back of the phone, either a, a double tap or a triple tap to maybe save you from dealing with that, you know, starting music or audio from another source or something like that. Oh, okay. And would it, would, if I, when I, cause I think I do have that back tap thing. I've never used that feature, but um, can, do you use one finger or do you have to use two fingers or? On the back tap? Yes. Yeah. It's just one finger. So it's either okay. a double tap or triple tap, single finger. Great. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. And I would say don't do it for the phone. It'll make it more difficult for you. Do no, it with no, one no, of the no, other things. Right, exactly. Like stop dictate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. Yep. Yeah. Jeff, you can unmute. Oh, um, I had a TV OS question. Is that uh, allowed in here? Yeah, go for it. We'll try to answer it. <laughs> All right. So um, iPad course, 3 has on, left the meeting. And... Um, Let's just say um, we get done watching a program and uh, I'll double press. I think it's the home button to bring up. Are, are you using an Apple TV or what are you using? Yeah, I'm sorry. An Apple TV. Okay. And then um, so I'll like go back to the home screen. And that's not the only scenario in which this happens. But it's it's like the voiceover voice gets um, truncated. Like she, I use a female voice for voiceover on the TV and like, she'll only say, like, instead of saying Netflix, you can only hear flicks or um, maybe instead of Paramount, you can just hear it like the very end of it. And eventually like over the course of a few seconds, it kind of starts, you know, she starts saying full words again. Does that make any sense? Yeah, there's a couple. Sense. Oh, go ahead, Michael. <laughs> I was going to say it makes perfect sense because I've encountered it myself. So I know what you're saying. Um, are you using like the built-in TV speakers or are you using air um, home pods or what are you using for your audio? Okay, so uh, so three different scenarios or three different connection types. Um, and I'm still getting that problem. So the main TV, uh, there is a uh, sound bar and wireless sub that's connected to the um, audio return channel HDMI port. Um, another TV is just straight TV speakers. Mm-hmm. And then another TV is um, through um, 
uh, like a 7.1 surround receiver. And you're getting it with all of them. It's happening. The voice thing keeps happening. Yeah. Okay. Can I give you a, 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 like a, a different workflow that may help you a little bit? Yeah. Okay, so this is, you could try this and see if this would work. But what I would suggest that you do is first turn off voiceover on your Apple TV and leave Siri on. So if you do need to auditorily tell it to do something, you could do that. But then what you do is you download the uh, Apple TV remote to your phone and then you have the remote on your phone instead of the analog one in your hand that it comes with and you can use the voiceover on your phone with the apple tv app to control all the rest of the things that you would need to do on the apple tv and that way the only audio you're going to hear is voiceover through your phone and when you're not using it you can just put your phone down and lock the screen and it won't make any noise and then siri on your apple tv is only going to be invoked when you ask it to be invoked and otherwise you're not going to be competing with voiceover and with siri on your actual apple tv itself okay okay and i think that would my wife has cited and sometimes i think the voiceover drives her a little batty so she would probably like that set up a little right better. if you if you use the apple remote for apple tv on your phone it's actually way better because for searching or for putting in username and passwords you get the full keyboard you don't have to use like the jog wheel and do all that and then if you need to use voiceover like if she's not there and it's you that's doing it you can use voiceover on your phone use that app it'll control whatever you want to do and you won't have to have the battle of voiceover and Siri competing on the actual Apple TV itself. Or, and then I'm going to stop talking here. One last thing, because my wife decided as well, so I can I can completely relate. I'm not allowed to use voiceover on the, on the Apple TV when she's home. Uh, I say that jokingly. She doesn't really care, but uh, it, it makes her life a little bit easier. So whenever I need content to the Apple TV, I'll just airplay it from my phone. So I don't even really have to mess with uh, voiceover on the Apple TV. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. Well, <laughs> Teresa. Okay, this is a dumb question. This is Teresa from, I'm starting to now say Central Arkansas because I'll be moving out of the city um, here very shortly. And there's no dumb questions, so it's all good. Okay, well, it is kind of a vague question. I've got got an iPad. I haven't set it up yet, but I'm wanting to know, somebody mentioned Apple TV, and so I'm wanting to know what um, TV... A related uh Chanel Allen has left the meeting um installed on the iPad um I was thinking of like Apple TV Sling um any other TV related apps Pretty much all of them that you want to use. I mean, all of them have, you know, iPhone or iPad apps. I don't know of any that don't. So the thing you would want to check and make sure that they're available for iPad itself. And you do that by looking in the Apple app store. So Apple TV does. Apple TV definitely does because they want you to pay for their service on all of their hardware. So they definitely do. On on an iPad. Okay. Um, I think Sling, I've got a, um, I've got a Roku device so I can put Sling on it. Um, My phone has left the meeting. They used to call it Direct TV. Now they call it something else. 
Yeah, you would just have, have to, to you, you would have to either look or you'd have to call them and yeah. ask because in usually you have to put in some sort of a username and password in order to be in order to yeah. use one of the either direct TV or dish or your cable provider. Uh, they all have them. Mm -hmm. You just have to find out what the credentials are to be able to use the app and activate your home service so that you can use it on either your phone or your iPad anywhere you go. So say like you're going on vacation oh, and you have, What's that? Dish has an app. Dish has an app. Yeah, I believe yeah. they all do, actually. Yeah, they do. We, oh, well. And you wouldn't have to even, and you would not have to get the satellite for um, Dish. Well, you would for your, for, oh, well, actually, you would have to check and see. They have been using a new service now where you don't have to have a thing on the side of your house, like yeah, a big satellite dish. They do offer streaming services. Uh, just a quick check in. We've got about 10 minutes with two hands, uh, okay. but they do offer I'm a sorry. streaming. No, no, don't be sorry at all. I just was uh, letting Marty know. So we're all on the same page. Uh, but Dish does, Direct TV does for sure. I don't know about Dish, but Direct TV offers right. a streaming service to where you don't have to have a satellite. You can just stream to your TV. Um, I recommend for the best accessibility Apple TV, if, and that's going to run you about $200 but you can plug it into any TV that that has an HDMI port which is really anything uh, and then you don't have to worry about messing around with the accessibility on the TV but as Marty was saying like all of the TVs now pretty much have screen readers built into them so it's whatever works best for you Teresa okay the the TV I have used to belong to my sister and I I acquired it I'll say in 2016 so um, I, you I could, think this was a predated 2016 television. Well, you could buy an Apple TV, which is a small little black box that plugs into the back of your TV with an HDMI cable. And then and the if you have... No, and they're not the that much. They're, I think, uh, okay. $100 or $150, depending on which one you get. And the good uh -huh. thing about that is if you have apps installed on your iPad then or your phone, if you have an, an Apple phone or an iPad, you can then stream them right up onto the TV from your device. So okay. if you travel, you, you can take it with cost, you, plug it in. Right. What were you saying cost $200? So there are Apple TVs that cost $200. So it's the same thing. They cost okay. between $1 to $200. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Thank you. Answered Good luck. Question. Let us know how Thank it goes you. or if you Thank have any you. other questions. Okay, you've got, okay. You've got so, three hands and you've got seven minutes. So, Juliana. Hi, everybody. Can you hear me? We yes. can hear you. How are you Good. doing? Good. Okay. Um, I see a uh, an app on my phone that says TV. What is that? I mean, if I go in there, I mean, I don't have any TV. It's, 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 it's Apple's. Apple TV service. So if you don't pay for it, it's probably going to ask you to pay for it. But it's basically like all of the other, you know, digital streaming solutions out there. So think of like Netflix, Hulu, all those things. It's Apple's version of that. And that app comes on all of the uh, Apple devices. Now, the other thing is you can also open that up and you can just rent a movie if you want to, or you can buy a movie if you want to. And if you, then it would be stored in that app. So you can either pay for the service and have the streaming, all the stuff that Apple has to offer, or you can rent and purchase 
individual uh, shows or movies through that app as well. Super. So how, how much does it cost? Or, or do you happen to you know? Uh, they, I think that the so, Apple TV streaming service costs, uh, what did you say? I'm, I'm seven bucks a month. Okay. Wow. Yeah. $7, $7 a month for individual, just that service. Yep. They also offer it in a bundle where you get Apple TV, Apple music, and a bunch of other things. There's three different versions of that. So you'd have to go and look at that. And the individual movies and TV shows are uh, just a few dollars yeah. for rent and for for buying. So you'd but have to just the, look at They're on the Apple TV itself, not on, they don't take up room on your phone. Is that, is that? If you download them to your device, they do. So if you're planning on flying or something like that, and you want to have something with you on the plane, you would need to download it. Otherwise you can just stream it over the internet. Oh, super. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Darren. Hi. Um, this morning when I got up, I had several notifications on my phone and, um, the ones that I usually have from overcast for podcasts were not there which made me wonder whether your the iPhone can only take so many notifications at a time and no. can you clear them out? You could clear them out, yes. And yes. the way you would access the notifications is you would want to make sure your voiceover cursor, which is the little thing that selects uh, what you wanted to read out loud, you want to make sure it's all the way at the very top of your device, either on the time or anything all the way, way up there. And then once you do that, you do a three finger swipe down and it will show you all of your notifications there. If you want to tame those, edit those, change those, you would go into settings and then you would scroll down the notifications. And then every individual app that's in there will allow you to customize the notifications, uh, whether you want it on, off, or do you want it to make a no. sound or not? No, no, no. That's that's not my question. My question is, it seems like I didn't have, like the overcast ones didn't come on and they normally do. So I wondered if only you can only get so many notifications at a time because I had like eight or something news notifications. Um, sometimes they just get kind of buried on there, but they're okay. there. And you can they're also there. go in and check the notifications for overcast specifically, but you'll see that they get stacked on top of each other. And sometimes it'll like uh, be there, but you just won't visually see it because something else is covering it up. So, so you have to you clear some it, out and then you'll see the ones that you can't see, see will pop okay. up. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Teresa. I have a, I have a insignia fire uh, insignia TV. Um, it's got a, uh, it's called a insignia fire TV and it has Alexa for, for voiceover. Well, Alexa would be the uh, digital assistant. Yeah, I was wondering if, if my batteries or my remote go bad, can I, is there an app on my phone that I can use for a remote for the, for the TV? I believe. What kind of fun? Go ahead, Michael. I was just going to say, left if, the meeting. if you have an iPhone or an Android, I believe you can. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's called the Insignia TV, and it's it's got Alexa, his voiceover, right. yep. and it's also got so, you know, the Fire. Yeah, so since it has the Fire, um, it, the Fire OS, there is a remote for your phone Sharon if you're Strokowski on iPhone or Android. And you also can typically use Alexa to control your TV as well uh, in those instances. Oh, okay. So I'm saying uh, and his there is a, okay, Alexa does have yep. um, a remote for the um, this TV. Yep, you should be able to control it with Alexa. Just make sure they're signed into the same account iPad on has the left app the meeting. and your your A Lady device and the TV. And we've got about one minute left. So Marty, do you want to go ahead and wrap it up? 
Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Thanks everyone for coming. Well, I had to have a separate device too, besides the phone, to, to make it work. No, you should not. Okay, it should just work with the remote and the TV and the phone itself. Yep, yep, yep. So. Scott Edwards is left. Yeah, we gotta, we got to wrap it up because we're coming up on the top of the hour. Uh, so go ahead, Marty. Eugenia has left the meeting. All right, thanks everyone for coming. Irene we Remen has left the meeting. It. We will be back here same time next week. We would like to say a special Donna thanks Brown to our crew for meeting. being here and helping us out, making this run smoothly. If you have any questions, feedback, or any of that kind of stuff, you can email 1, us at 1,500 at has left the meeting. Show, and everyone have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks.